Welcome to yet another episode of Healthy You. I'm your host, JT, and sitting way over on the other side of the studio is the Healthy You Cruise benefits expert, DJ. What are you doing all the way over there, buddy? Yeah, nothing. I don't know. Just mixing it up. Thought fair I, enough. you know, like the view from over here. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So this is the podcast all about improving the well-being of your mind, body, wallet, and community. Right. And right now we're wrapping up a series that focuses on the wallet part. We've covered topics like budgeting, getting out of debt, and credit scores, and health savings accounts. But today, we're taking a deep look into the future. That's right. We're talking about flying cars. No, no. We're talking about saving for retirement. And another word for that is investing. Ooh, I like that. I like to think of myself like an investor. <laughs> well, you don't have to say it like that, but you can if you want, I guess. Thanks. I mean, it makes me, it's nice. To be a really successful retirement investor, you only need to worry about four things. Feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, that is fun to say. Yeah. So four things. There's the length of time your money will be invested, the amount of money that will be invested, how your money is invested, and the rate your investment grows, also known as the return. All right. The first three are pretty simple. The fourth one kind of gets complicated, but they're all super important. And the good news is the first three, the simple ones, those are the ones you have complete control over. Right. So let's start with the first one, the length of time your money is invested. All right, let's do it. So you totally control when you start investing. So if you haven't already, then start today. Time is something you will never get back. If you're 40 and you haven't saved a dime, don't assume it's all over for you. Start now. You still have time to save. And in investing, time is your best friend. And if you don't think you have enough money to begin investing, I would seriously urge you to take a look at your budget again and really, really try to find some extra cash. And if all your extra money is going toward debt other than your house, you know, that's cool. Keep that up. Get out of debt. But then let's start investing. Right. And that leads us to the second thing you control. Get ready, JT, for this mind-blowing economic theory. Ooh, okay, lay it on me. Let's hear it. Generally speaking, the more you invest, the more you'll have at retirement. Wow. I know, right? Wow. It's a deep insights like that that have really gotten you to where you are today. I know. What can I say? I just It just comes to me. <laughs> so let's look at these first two for a second. When you start and how much you save, because they really go together and they have the biggest impact on your retirement savings. Yep, and it has to do with this magical concept called compound return. One of my favorite things. Uh, do you have your calculator with you, DJ? I can't really Always, see I you. never leave home there. without it. Right, so, okay, so let's say I save $10,000 a year for 20 years, but I just put it under my mattress, you know, old school style. How much would I have? After 20 years, you'd have $200,000. Didn't even need my calculator for that one. Okay, hot shot. Now let's say I invested that same $10,000 for the same 20 years. But this time, let's factor in that uh, we have an annual 8% rate of return. What does that get us? Okay, that's a little more complicated. Mm -hmm. Hold on, let me Take run some numbers here. Ooh. Okay, that comes out to $494,229.21. And there you go. That's why we love compound return. Same amount of contributions, almost two and a half times as much money. Yep, and the thing about compound return is it makes time more powerful even than the amount of money invested. So let's say instead of $10,000 every year for 20 years, you set aside $5,000 every year for 40 years. Same amount of money contributed, $200,000, just spread out over more time. 
with that same 8% rate of return, you're now looking at $1,398,905.20. That is insane. That's crazy. Yeah, almost $1.4 million. And that's the power of time. So, you know, two huge, giant, important things when it comes to investing are in your control. When you start and how much you invest. Yep. And as we've seen here, the key is to invest as much as you can, as early as you can. The more you start contributing today, the more money you have growing year after year. All right. And that takes us to number three. How will you invest? So you absolutely control this too. Uh, JT demonstrated that the old under the mattress technique is not a good one. So what should we do instead? Well, you have a lot of different investment options out there, but everyone should take advantage of the company-sponsored savings plan, also known as RACIP. That's what the cool kids call the Raytheon Savings and Investment Plan. And as a part of it, you choose the amount you want to contribute up to plan and IRS limits. And you can make pre-tax, Roth 401k, or after-tax contributions. And the best part is that the company may match a portion of your contributions. And that's free money we're talking about, and that is a real game changer. Yeah, so you'll definitely want to take advantage of that. Um, but once I decide I'm going to put my money in the 401k, how do I know what to invest in? This always makes me nervous. Well, start with when you think you'll retire. Okay, okay so are you 25 with 40 years to invest? Are you 50 with 15 years to invest? And depending on that answer, you can figure out what your asset allocation should be. And Go ahead and explain asset allocation for us, DJ. Oh, I see. Just give me the tough ones, huh? Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, so simply stated, there are three investment types, cash, stocks, and bonds. And how you divide your investments up between those three types is called your asset allocation. Got it. So what's important here is to realize that your asset allocation has a big impact on your investments. What we want to do is make sure your asset allocation matches your desired risk and reward. All right. So how does someone determine what their mix should be? Okay. So generally speaking, the younger you are, the more of your investment should be in stocks. If you're in your 20s, something like maybe 80%. This is because stocks have more risk, but you have a long time until retirement to recover from any downturns in the market. And I'm guessing if you're closer to retirement, then you just do the opposite of that. Right. If you're in your late 50s or even your 60s and want to retire soon, you can't afford a huge drop in your investments. You're going to need that money. So since someone near retirement shouldn't take on as much risk, their portfolio might be something like 20% stocks and 80% bonds. But of course, I'm just making generalizations. You always want to ask your financial advisor for advice. Yep, that makes sense. And so how does a person have control over what their asset allocation will be? Well, these days it's actually pretty easy. If you invest in target date funds, it pretty much does all the work for you. You pick a year closest to when you want to retire, start throwing money into the account, and the experts behind the scenes will automatically adjust your asset allocation as you get closer to retirement, all while making sure your portfolio is well diversified. Yeah, that's what I do. And the way I see it, investing for retirement should be easy and pretty boring, to be honest. Yep, target date funds are great. And here at RTX, we have another option available that employees should consider. It's called the Lifetime Income Strategy. Ah, uh, yeah. How does that work? Well, without getting into the nuts and bolts of it, Lifetime Income Strategy uses a combination of basically like target date investments and annuities to guarantee you a retirement income for life. 
All right, cool. Yeah, people should definitely take a look at that. Okay, so we've talked about how much to invest, when to start investing, which is today, if you haven't already. Right, today. And we've talked about how to invest. So now we get to the fourth factor of investing, and that is the rate at which your investment grows. And we have no control over that, right? Pretty much zero, yeah. Well, that's not good. <laughs> no, no, it's not. But you can still be smart about your asset allocation, like we mentioned earlier, to help mitigate any losses as you get closer to retirement. So because we can't control it, we're going to keep this boring, right? Don't attempt to time the market. Don't play some hot stock tip you overheard some guy at the airport talking about. And don't be caught up in the panic you might hear on the news or at parties. You go to parties? Yeah, but it's the oh. parties where people are talking about stocks. That. So it's, oh, it's, well, it's that not makes really sense. that great. The point is, the, the key here is to invest now. Put in as much as you can, use age-appropriate, diversified asset allocations, and then just stay steady. Keep it boring. Yep. The markets will always have ups and downs, but historically, they've always continued to grow in the long term. You just need to stay the course. That's right. All right. I think we're done here. Uh, is there anything else? I mean, there's a ton more we could probably talk about, Definitely, but yeah. I doubt anyone wants to hear us drone <laughs> on about it anymore. So just use the budgeting tools we've talked about to find a way to start contributing as much as you can today. Want to find out more tips for keeping your wallet healthy? Check out the Healthy Wallet page at the same place where you found this podcast, rtxhealthyu.com. And be sure to listen to all the other podcasts in this series. Until next time, here's to a healthy you.